to all. Today's daf is in Dharma Daf Samach Zayin. We are starting Samach Vavon Beis on the bottom with a brand new parak. And today's daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas Mars Merim Sarah Basim Yaakov Meisha. Her Neshama should have an aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas Rabbi Yechmiel Mardechai Ben Rabchaim his Neshama should have an aliyah. Now this parak would begin by talking about Hafara, and as we said previously, Hafara is when the father or husband or both of them together, as we're going to soon see, they're mefer, they revoke a woman's nedarim. So let's just get a general idea of what this is. The pesukim tells us as follows: If her father hears her neder and is quiet, her neder is chal. If her father protests her nether the day that he heard it, the Pasuk says, Lo yakum, her nether is not established. Now, let's say she gets married and makes a nether, it's the same. If her husband is quiet, her nether is chal. If he protests, it's not. Now, as we said, this is the very general outline of Afara, and we're going to be learning many specifics, such as until what age does Afara work for a father? Do the husband or father actually have to hear the nether the day she makes it in order for Afara to work? And other things as well. So, Misha says as follows, Nara Hamurasa, a Nara who went through Arisin. A Nara is a girl who's between 12 and 12 and a half years old, and she went through Arisin, means she accepted Kiddushin, She's not a full-fledged Nesua yet. She's not fully married yet. And so that means she's partially in the jurisdiction of her father, partially in the jurisdiction of her husband, of her Aras. So what's her status regarding Nidarim? Aviha, Ubaila, Mefir, Nidareha, her father and her husband have to jointly be made for her Nidarim. Now the Mishnah just mentions Nara to emphasize that if she was a Bagaris, her father is not able to be made for her Nidarim anymore. The Mishnah continues, Samuel with Alpha on the top, Hafer Ha'av, Veloy Hafer Abal. Let's say the father was made for her Nidar, but the husband wasn't. Hafer Abal, Veloy Hafer Av, or the husband was made for her Nidar and her father was not, her nether is not mufer, and for sure we don't have to say this, if one of them was making her nether, if he approved her nether. In other words, the mission is telling us, if one of them was quiet, even though the other was made for the nether, the quiet approval of the nether, Overrides the hafara. So I think Mara begins by asking, Hein Reisha, that's the same thing as the Reisha of the Mishnah, Avilu Bailo Mefir and Nidareha. The Reisha of the Mishnah says very clearly that her father and her husband are made for her Nidarim together, which means that if one of them was made for it and one of them wasn't, of course her Nidar is not Mufar. So Gemara says, No, Maudetema, you might have thought if we only had the Reisha of the Mishnah, Oyaviha, Oy Bailo Ketani, that the Mishnah is really telling us that either her father or her husband is able to be made for her Nidar when she's in Arusa, Kamash Malon. That's why the Sefer of the Mishnah comes along to emphasize and tell us very clearly that. It has to be both her father and her husband jointly being made for her neder. I think Mark continues explaining the Mishnah. We had said, You don't even have to say that if one of them was Mekayim her neder, even though the other one was made for her neder, then Hafar is nothing and her neder is Mekayim. The Gemara asks, Why does the Mishnah have to teach us that? Once the Mishnah already told us that if one of them was made for it and the other one wasn't made for it, so the Hafar is nothing. So, Why does the Mishnah have to tell us that if one of them was actively Mekayim the neder, there, that the nether is mekuyim, and it's not mufar. In the case when one of them gives a silent approval, her nether is approved. So for sure, when one of them gives a verbal approval, of course it's approved. The Gemara answer is no, it's we have to have that case. What do we need it for? For example, the hafer echad mehen, one of them was made for her nether, and one of them was actively mekayim her nether. But then, the one that was mekayim her nether went, and he was shoyal on his akama. He went to the chacham, or he went to bezdin, and he said, I feel bad that I was Make him her nether, I want you to take that away. So they retroactively took away his hakama. So Maidatema, you might have thought, Maiduki Ha'akre, that which he had established her nether was now uprooted. And now if he goes and is made for her nether, it's considered a valid hafara, because now we have both parties, the father and the husband, being made for her nether. 
Kamash Mulan, the end of the Mishnah is telling us, the Mefir and Shnehem Baz Achaz, both of them have to be made for her nether at one shot. Now, it doesn't mean they have to do it simultaneously at the same exact time. It just means that both of them have to be made for her nether, and we can't have a situation where one of them was making her nether, and then he was shail on that, and only then was made for it afterwards. It has to be that both of them had the same thought process, they were made for her nether right away, and they weren't making it at all. And that's what the Sefer and the Mishnah is telling us. I think Mark continues explaining, we had said, how do we know that? How do we know that the father and the Aros have to be made for her nadarim together? So Amar Rabbah, he says, because the Pasuk tells us, and if she's Tila-ish, meaning if she gets engaged and her nadarim are on her, what do we learn from here? We learn that her father and her husband have to jointly be made for her nadarim. Now, how is it that we learn it from that Pasuk? So let's get this clear. We have three Psukim. The first one talks about a father being made for his daughter's nadarim. The next two Psukim discuss a married woman making a nether. The first Pasuk, which is the one that we just quoted, says, The other Pasuk is, now, what Rabbi is saying is that there's no reason to have two different psukim talking about the same case. We don't need two separate psukim talking about a married woman and that her husband is able to be made for an adarim. So it must be that the first pasuk of Imhayatiya, the one that we just quoted, is referring to an arusa. And we learn from the vav of the Imhayatiya that it's a continuation of her status before she was married, because the psukim before that are talking about when she was a single girl living in her father's home. So the Imhayatiya ish is a continuation of that. And so we learn from there that when she's in Arusa, both her father and her husband have to jointly be made for her nadarim. Now, just a sneak preview to the end of the Gemara, we're going to end up sticking with this drasha, but we're going to have a bunch of questions in the middle. So the Gemara asks its first question, who says that this Pasuk is talking about an Arusa? Amo, let's say, hi, that this Pasuk of Vim Hayatiya is talking about an Asua, meaning she's fully married. The Gemara says that can't be because Imishum Nasua, if you want to say the Pasuk's talking about a fully married woman, we have a totally different Pasuk that says Vim And that Pasuk is talking about a married woman. So the Gemara suggests, maybe both of those Pesukim are talking about a married woman. And if you want to ask, what would we need to have two separate Pesukim talking about a Nesua for? I could tell you why we would need both of them. I could say that the second Pesuk that's talking about a Nesua is telling us that her husband is not to be made for her Nadarm that she made before they were married. That's what Kaidman means, the Nadarm that she had prior to her marriage. So it's possible to interpret both of these Pesukim as talking about a Nesua and Mamela, we would not have a Pasuk telling us that an Arusa has to have both her Arus and her father being made for her Nadarim. So the Gemara Samuel Zainal and on top says that's not so, because Vlava Mela Shamas Mino, wouldn't we learn this Mamela from the Pasuk? Meaning, you're right, the second Pasuk of Nesua could be teaching that a husband may not be made for Nadarim she made before their marriage. However, we would still see Mamela from there that her husband has the ability to be made for her Nadarim, so why would we need the second Pasuk of Imhayatiya to teach us that? It must be that the second Pasuk is referring to an Arusa. Or Ibaisema, alternatively, we could say, the Havaya Kiddushin Mashma. There's Lashon of Havaya Vim Hayotiyah. That's Lashon of Havaya that implies Kiddushin and not Nisuin. So therefore, the second pasuk is talking about Narusa. The Gemara continues asking, fine, we know what the second pasuk is talking about Narusa, but Emma, why don't we say that Avl Chudei Mefer, that when she's in Arusa, her father is able to be made for her Nadarm on his own. If the husband wants to get involved, the husband needs to do it along with the father. But the father still has ability to be made for her Nadarm on his own. 
The Gemara says that can't be because Imkain, if so, what will we need the previous Psukim for? They talk about her making a nether when she's only in her father's house and she's not in Arusa yet. What would we need those Psukim for? Now that based on your suggestion, we're saying that the father is able to be made for a nadarim on his own when she's in Arusa, meaning her Arus has a little bit of jurisdiction over her, but still the father is able to be made for a nadarim on his own. If there's no Aras here, if she's not engaged yet, of course her father would be able to be made for an Adarim on his own. What would we need those Psukim for to tell us that? Sigmar has a different suggestion. Ema, why don't we say that Avli Bai Aras, Va'aras Lechudei Mefer? Maybe when she's in Arusa, her father, if he wants to be made for an Adarim, he needs to do that along with the Aras. But if the Aras wants to be made for an Adarim, he could do that on his own without needing the father. And Vachitim, if you want to suggest Avdikas Rechmano Lamali, what would we need to have the Psukim by father for? I could always say, me by lay that we would need those Psukim to tell us the Hakim, Hakim, that if the father is making her nadarim, then it's a valid hakama, and her aris is not able to do anything about it. So Gemara says it's also not a valid limud because imkain if so, base ishanadara l'may kasav. Why would we need to have that last pasuk that says base ishanadara talking about her making a nadar while she's fully married? We wouldn't need that pasuk because kalvachimer we would have a kalvachimer umabamakim av in the situation when the father still has jurisdiction over her because she's only in arusa aris mefer lechudei. Her aris is able to mefer nadarim on his own when the father has no jurisdiction whatsoever because she's a full-fledged Nesua, you need to tell me that her husband's able to be made for her Nadarim on his own? Of course he's able to be made for Nadarim. So if you want to say that her Aris is able to be made for her Nadarim on his own, so we wouldn't need a Pasek to say that when she's in Nesua, her husband's able to be made for her Nadarim on his own. The Gemara continues suggesting, Ema, why don't we say that the Pasek of Imbesi Shanadara, which again is the Pasek that's referring to when she's a full-fledged Nesua, her husband could be made for Nadarim, that Loimar, that's telling us, She'ena Baal made for that her husband is not able to make for her previous nadarim, meaning her nadarim that she made prior to getting married. In other words, let's say that, that third pasuk teaches that her husband can't be made for nadarim she made prior to marriage, and that second pasuk teaches that the aris can be made for without the father. The Gemara says that can't be because umine, we would learn from that itself that the aris has to be made for her nadarim jointly with the father. Why is that? Because aris made for bekaidman, and aris is able to be made for his wife's prior nadarim. What did we just say? So an aris can be made for Nadarim made prior to Erisin. How do we know this? The Pasuk says, Vim ish, aleha, and her Nadarim are on her, meaning she's coming into Erisin with Nadarim. Now, it's not logical to say that an Asua, whose husband has full bilis over her, can't be made for her prior Nadarim, whereas her Aras, which only has partial bilis, could be made for prior Nadarim. So how then is it possible for the Aras to be made for her previous Nadarim? El it must be, how is it that her Aras is able to be made for her prior Nadarim? Mishim because of the Shutfas along with the father. And since she's still partially in her father's Rishos, and she made those Nadarim when she was in her father's Rishos, so her father still has the right to be made for her Nadarim, and now that she's moved partially into the Rishos of the Aras, her Aras also is able to be made for those prior Nadarim. So this concludes Rabba's Limud, and in summary, we've upheld his Limud. We have three Psukim regarding a father and a husband being made for her Nadarim. We learn from a combination of the first two Psukim, the emphasis being on the second Pasuk of Vim Hayatil Ish, then when she's in Arusa, both her father and her Aras must be jointly made for her Nadarim, and one without the other doesn't work. Let's just continue this with another Limud. In the base Meresh of Yishmael, they taught Abraisa, the Pasuk tells us, and between a husband and wife, and in between a father and daughter. And this is just about the last Pasuk in the entire Parsha of Nadarim. The Pasuk says, So from here we learn, 
that her father and her husband together are made for her nedarim. The pasuk talks about being ishla ishtai. That's talking about a full-fledged husband and wife. Ben avobita is talking about just a regular father and daughter. And the pasuk concluding with ben ureha That's talking about a nara murasa. Both her father and ours have joint jurisdiction over her, so both of them have to be made for her nedarim. The gemara asks, "Lotan the baby shmol im hayotil ish my According to this brayso, it was taught by Meshach Rabbi Shmuel. What do they do with Rabbah's pasuk of im hayotil ish? So the answer is mukim leidich the rava. The proper girsa really is mukim leidich the rava. They use it for Rabbah's other drasha, which we're going to learn about in two daf. The gemara asks, "For Rabbah, how did Tani the Rabbi Shmuel my avidlei? What does Rabbah do with this pasuk of Tani the Rabbi Shmuel ben ishla ishtai? Mibaylei he needs it for the following lemar to say shahabal mefri nedarim shebein leveina that the husband is able to be made for her nedarim that are bein leveina. In other words, besides for being allowed to be made for nedarim that are in the category of inui nefesh, as the pasuk says la'anais nefesh, the husband can also be made for nedarim that fall into the category of bein leveina things that affect their mutual relationship. And those nedarim are going to be defined in greater detail next parak. So we have two different limudim how we know that in Murasa, her father and her husband have to be jointly made for her nedarim, one from Rabbah, one from Tanah Beheri Shmuel. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.